you guys. Welcome, welcome back to AG University Podcast. Today we have my dear friend, Yvonne Constancio. Here, she is a Reiki practitioner, Akashic Records channel, of uh, just a beautiful channel of all types of loving energy, energy worker, acupuncturist, she's a photographer, she's going into somatic healing, she's just a, a woman of many hats, as am I, really relate to that, and I would like to just say welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. We're so happy, <laughs> We're so happy that you're here, and everybody listening, this is how I got started in Akashic Records work, <laughs> right here, <laughs> right here, right now, you were the first person that accessed my Akashic Records, so that's, that's really cool. Isn't that so When cool? did that happen, by the way, do you know? 2019. Okay. I believe. Well, no, it had to be after, it had to be, because I didn't start it till 2020. Really? Yeah. I think. Well, because I'm, <laughs> I, I, well, just, I know we weren't. I am bad with timelines, but I know for sure I started channeling in 2020. 2020, because it was yeah. COVID. Were we already in COVID? Because I, ha- like, I feel like. Tell me. I can't. I, <laughs> the way that I don't know. <laughs> I probably, I saw you before Four. for Reiki. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the Akashic Records must have happened sometime in 2020 because I started learning it in 2020 around I think it was I don't even know April or May this was early 2020 yeah 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 yeah, because I remember, I remember, so to to wrap this up, sometime in early 2020 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> into 2019, the, the way that timelines don't exist, but it was, now it's been, I mean, it's been what, has that been four years? Almost, four, yeah. Four years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember you were still kind of new to the work because Kim Salter, who's been on this podcast, yeah. I did a reading with her and she was like, you've got to get your Akashic Records right, Yvonne's got to do it for you. And I was like... What is that? I remember being like, what is that? Cool. Mm-hmm. And then we got on a Zoom and I remember you were like, okay, I'm, you were kind of saying like, I'm still kind of new to this. So yeah. just go with me. Yeah. And I was like, girl, I'll go anywhere with you. I'm, I that was probably when I was still like not even showing my face. Did I take myself off camera? Yeah. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to get into the zone. And I was like, get into the zone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want anyone staring at me while I do this. Yeah. I would take myself off camera. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so yeah. it must have been early on in your journey. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but I just remembered you were you were doing the Akashic Records work. You were in it. You were, you know, channeling and receiving so much beautiful information for me. And I just remember being like, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. Can I do this? Can I access the Akashic Records? You were like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, everyone can do this work. And I just remember being like, so like many light bulbs were going off in my head. <sighs> And so I just, I had to have you back full circle moment because you're such a big part of my journey. That's amazing. Like, I mean, I, I've, I am always inspired by you and I want, it makes me want to cry already. Like it makes, I am, it, it inspires me to go full force at anything I have an interest in or a passion in or an idea. Cause I can see you just go like your life force energy is so huge (laughs) it's just like out there doing things in the world just going for it you know and affecting and impacting so many people by your brilliance and your courage 
and passion for life and learning and exploring that to hear that you know i caused an inspiration in you is just like oh that's so cool it's huge it's so huge it really is i mean i would not be this podcast would not exist if it wasn't for you (laughs) truly (laughs) because it's the foundation (laughs) of akashic records and you led me to the akashic records when i needed it the most so i I always want to give you credit there because it was a very important part of my journey Oh, I'm already gonna, I don't mean to make you cry. It's okay. You're allowed to cry. Uh, it's like a happy cry though. It is a yeah, happy it's cry. A happy tear. <laughs> well, so tell us for everyone listening, where did your journey start with it? Just getting into energy work. Cause I think there's so many people who are hoping to align with their soul's purpose. And I would love to hear what your story looked like. Yeah. Well, I, I consider going to acupuncture school was the first time for me to start exploring energy. Um, so that was in 2009, 2000, I think, no, 2008. Started, you know, went to, to graduate school for acupuncture. And when you're touching bodies like that all day, um, it just starts to become something you begin to um, intuit, I guess. Mm-hmm. You, you just start to feel the energy bodies of other people, mm-hmm. their energy field. Um, and of course, I'm learning about the energy system within the, the traditional Chinese medicine yeah. you know, world. And then um, when I moved to Nashville, I met my partner, Ramona, who is a Reiki master and, and massage therapist. And so I thought, well, let's let's get into that, you know, now that I, I'm starting to feel and sense energy in a, in a way through acupuncture, yeah. what is energy work like? Like what's there to explore there? So she trained me and I became a Reiki master eventually and um, started practicing that on my acupuncture clients who were already there available for me, you know, to begin practicing yeah. with. So during acupuncture, I would ask them, can I practice Reiki on you. I'm not going to charge you for it. I just want to practice. Yeah. And they were totally up for it. So, um, just little by little started developing that skill until it started feeling like really strong. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to offer it, you know, as a service. Um, and then still just, I've been doing it now for 10 years, but the Reiki aspect of it, but it's, it changes and grows and evolves every day. Like I never know what to expect in a Reiki session or an energy work session. It's always something new mm-hmm. is revealed or a new ability comes online or, you yeah. know, like, oh, I mean, it's just so cool. And, and also for my clients who are new to it or have never experienced it maybe, um, they for the first time also get to experience their own energy field you know they get Mm. to make contact with that and have that experience now of like oh this is this is actually something real this is something that i can connect to it's something i experienced it's something i felt i sensed i knew and that is like the biggest reward yeah yeah if a client leaves going i never I've never felt that before. Or how did that happen? Like what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. You just, 
You tell me, yeah. you know, what happened for you? <laughs> yeah. What'd you experience? Yeah. What came up? How did your energy feel just like connecting with your energetic field? Really? Yeah. Cause I guess, you know, for anyone listening, that's like, what is acupuncture? What is Reiki? Like, how would you even describe maybe take them through both of those. Cause there's a lot of people mm. who are like, Oh, I like the thought of acupuncture. Really. Like, what is it? What does it do? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> I know. Well, it's hard for me to explain. It too, is. Honestly, it really is just energy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, obviously there's, I could go into the academics or like the, um, I don't know, the technical yeah. n- knowledge of it, but that isn't really the way I work. I mean, I know it. I know it. I know the meridian system. Right. I know the yin yang and I know, you know, the, the, um, elements and all mm. of that, you know, that go into the concepts of, of Chinese medicine. But I really do use like my intuition mostly to mm. work with people yeah. and I feel their bodies. And if I'm sliding or grazing my finger over your leg and there's a point that says right here, that's where I put the needle. Mm. And I don't even have to have like a lot of logic behind it yeah. or like I say, book knowledge or school knowledge behind it. If I feel it, I use it. Yeah. Um, so saying that acupuncture is putting tiny needles in yes. your body yeah. <laughs> to balance your system, mm-hmm. your energy system, your physical system, your mental, emotional, you know, physiological, all of it. Um, so it's, it's helpful for all kinds of things, anything from anxiety, depression to, you know, digestive issues, fertility issues, mm. actual physical pain issues. Um, so do you feel like when you put the needle in, it creates like an outlet for that energy or like a release? Is that how you would describe it? I genuinely get acupuncture every other week and I couldn't explain it to people. It just feels good. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does different things. It, depending on how you're using your point prescription is what mm-hmm. we call it. Like where you place your needles. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use them in combinations that will either create energy mm. or um, vent energy, let's say. I like the vent. That's you a good know? word. Vent. Yeah. So there's another concept in Chinese medicine that is all about excess or deficiency. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, after speaking with a client, determine, are you in excess or are you in deficiency? So if you're in excess, we're going to release some of that energy. If you're in deficiency, we're going to strengthen or tonify what mm-hmm. you need. Mm-hmm. So basically you're just using your points to, to balance. Yeah. It's very adaptogenic, let's say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you like a vitamin or supplement, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I really, I said this on Instagram the other day. I'm like, I feel if I had changed my course of studies, knowing what I know now, I wish that I had studied Chinese medicine because it is one of those, everything that, that I've learned about it always rings so true to me. I'm like, yeah. wow, that makes so much sense. It really does. So I love to hear more about it. I like the excess and the deficiency. So we're either going to stimulate energy in the body or vent. Mm -hmm. Vent is Mm -hmm. a good word. Mm -hmm. That's a good word for it. I like it. Yeah. And then so when Reiki came in, you kind of feel like that. How would you describe maybe like a traditional Reiki session would look like? Well, I mean, Reiki, it's balancing your energy centers or your chakras. So, you know, just kind of taking... Feeling the energies of your root, your sacral, your solar, your heart, your throat, third eye, crown, and then 
going through each center and balancing it out. Um, so I started that way with Reiki, but as I was telling you before we started recording, I feel like it's just changed so much that it's not just balancing your energy centers anymore. Mm -hmm. It's more like I now receive messages. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes loved ones, past loved ones will come in. Angels will come in. Um, guardians will come in spirit guides mm. uh, to also like I can feel their presence I know they're in the room they're the one doing the work I'm just sort of the conduit of of the work that they are um, assisting you know they're 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 the assistants or maybe I'm the assistant and they're like the main <laughs> the main dude I don't know it's a team but, yeah it's a team um, but it's so cool because yeah that that didn't happen right off the bat it took some years for that to start to develop and like I said there's always new things happening um one of the newest things is like now I I smell stuff sometimes which I didn't even think was something <laughs> like I was that is so I have the ability to do yeah do you have that I've had that happen to me before where I'll smell something like that it smells like my grandmother's perfume who's been passed for a while yeah. Or I'll smell something. And I've never heard anyone say that out loud now until just for this very moment where I'm like, did I just make that up? No. Yeah. That I had experienced a couple times with my grandma too. Cause I would um, smell her powder. Yeah. Like back in the seventies, they had that little like gold, I don't know. It's almost like a cardboard box with a big powder puff in yes, it. A powder puff. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And it smelled a certain way. And I smell that sometimes. So I know that my grandma's around, but this time like during an energy work session it was so cool I smelled a horse <laughs> I smelled a horse and I was like am I why am I smelling a horse and I'm not even around horses that much so I don't <laughs> I don't know if I how I knew it was the smell of a horse but I just was like that's a horse yeah and so after the session I told her I don't know if this is going to make sense to you but I smelled a horse at your solar plexus and she was like she started laughing she's like oh I'm starting equine therapy school like next month That's crazy like, oh, That's so okay <laughs> so that makes sense now All right I had no idea what it meant <laughs> That so. is so funny because I did a reading recently it was a group live reading in the Bahamas and I told one of the girls, I was like, do you ride horses? And she was like, no. And I told her, and I'm like, I really feel like you would benefit from like horse therapy. And I've never told anyone that out loud before, but I'm like, yeah. it's a very specific message and I'm positive I'm correct about it, but I think you need to check out horse therapy. And she was like, she's like, I really, I've always felt very connected to animals. I was like, I think there's something there for you. But yeah. that is so cool that you're like, why do I smell a horse? Why? But you know, it makes sense that we have so many senses, like our eyes to see, our ears to hear messages. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure there's messages that we receive, like obviously through our taste buds and they've got a lot of image, like messages that our body sends us if something tastes good or tastes bad you know something that we need or right. crave or whatever but I've never thought about the nose me either yeah like that was a surprise that You're was like, a new one yeah I was like oh okay Cool. <laughs> but I've always loved your perspective, how you're just so open and curious and playful about all of your gifts. I think that's like the key to strengthening your intuition. Yeah, for sure. Just being open. Um, I was talking to a client the other day too, who was asking me like, how do I, um, just, how do I, yeah, how do I trust what's coming through or how do I make this happen? How do I 
I think they were probably asking me, how do I channel or something? Um, I was like, well, you know, it's all about intention is always important, but balancing that with like intention without forcing it, Mm -hmm. intention without some sort of like very preconceived notion of what the end result is supposed to look like or what like have that very specific goal that I'm going for and it needs to look like this mm-hmm. because then you kind of close yourself off to everything else that's possible right and you might not channel the way I channel mm-hmm. and so if you have it in your mind that it has to look like that then the way it's meant to happen for you isn't going to come through or you're not going to be able to see it because it's just like you've got the blinders on. It has to look like this. So it was just like just intention without forcing anything. Mm. It's a balance though. Yeah. It's like intention can really easily cross the line into um, what? Like needing it to just a yeah. certain outcome, being yeah. attached to the outcome. Attachment. Yeah. 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 But just setting the intention of like, okay. And I think that's really how I got into it too, which it was great that it was during COVID because I had nothing else to do. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is fun. We, I'm going to play and see what, see what my angels are saying. See what's in the Akashic Records. And I really didn't have any message that I needed. And, you know, I teach a how to read the Akashic Records course now. And so I've channeled my own prayer and, you know, have all the things. But even the prayer that I've channeled, it's the frequency. I always tell people like they're each person who reads and accesses Akashic Records, each prayer kind of carries a different frequency. And mine is just very playful. It's very like curious, playful soul's purpose. I want to hear your prayer. I mean, I don't know. Well, I would read it on here, but I do have people, you know, for the course sake, I can't share it publicly. Absolutely. I understand. (laughs) Mostly because I just want people to know like how to use it appropriately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just like hearing it on here and being like, I'm going to just do this thing. Cause I, I take them through a couple little like grounding and you know mm-hmm. your things mm-hmm. um but i will totally read it and i'll share it with you it is it's quite long I okay tell, <laughs> i always tell people like the, the opening prayers are kind of long and and for anyone listening to open the akashic records you just say an opening prayer and you know set up your space so it's nice and cozy yeah all that being said so if someone is coming to you maybe it is channeling maybe it's just connecting more with their intuition i know you said the intention piece but what is kind of the next thing that you could give people of like trying to hone that intuitive voice a little, because I think that's something that everybody needs to hear more about. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, actually. Um, And one of the things that's come to me recently and actually was inspired by something I heard Irene Lyons talk about. She's a somatic practitioner. Cool. She was talking about um, how... One of the first ways we can begin listening to ourselves and listening, it can be um, sort of a voice, you know, within ourselves, but it can also very much be held in the body and a sensing Mm -hmm. and actual physical sensations that you feel. So one of the first ways I think that a lot of us forget to listen to ourselves is actually listening to when are we hungry? When are we tired? When do we need to go to the bathroom? When do we need, um, I don't know, like just a break or to go outside for a second? And, or when do we feel overwhelmed and I need to step away for a second? 
all these little things like that that happen daily in our lives, a lot of us dismiss those signals, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, I'm hungry, but I'm just going to wait. I have too much to do. I'm not going to eat right now. Mm -hmm. I need to go to the bathroom, but I need to finish this on the computer first before I do that. Or I need to finish this show. Mm -hmm. And then you end up binge watching a show and you don't get up and go to the bathroom or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Um, So that is the first step, I thought, which was pretty incredible because it's very simple to listen to those signals first and honor those signals that your body is already telling you mm-hmm. that are happening moment by moment all day long. And then you can begin to kind of step into the bigger, the bigger messages, you know, because now your body trusts you. Oh, you're listening. Oh, you, you fed me when I was hungry. Or you stopped eating when you knew I was full, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know? So you're listening. <laughs> you're yeah. listening. Yeah. So I think the next step would be like, you're listening to those signals, then you can start to listen to more of like the messages that you're receiving around, should I be around this person? Should I be in this environment? Should I be at this job? Should I, you know, that kind of thing starts to now become more clear to you. I feel that um, you're, you feel stuff in your heart, you feel stuff in your stomach, you know, you feel... Uh, the anxiety or the fear or whatever it is that's creeping. You feel good too. You feel joyful with some people. Some people bring you a sense of freedom or a sense of like um, engagement or a sense of uh, strength or energy. And other people, you're around them and you feel drained or you feel like hesitant to even want to be around them. But you still say yes and you go out, you know, or you go drink and you're like, I don't really want to drink, but everyone's doing it. You know, I want to have a good time too. So listening to those signals, I think, is also really great. And connecting to what your body is asking for. When you begin, I think, to connect to your body, like a physical body, it leads more to the path of connection with what's beyond the body, let's say, you know? But I think a lot of people kind of try and skip, and I was there too in the beginning, um, of wanting to dismiss my body and just go straight to the straight to the realms above, you know, yeah. straight to the Let's go somewhere higher, straight to the spiritual, you know. But I think the body is a massive divine instrument mm-hmm. that needs to be listened to and honored and lived in and and loved and seen as a sacred vessel mm. that isn't here to be like, ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with you. Like, you know, yeah. like I don't I want to go straight to something that's outside of myself. Yeah. I think starting here is like the place is. to start. And I feel even what you're saying, the the more that we listen and pay attention to those cues just like you said, the body goes, oh, she's listening. And then we start to get more messages. Yeah, It's truly like the foundation for our intuition. And I was just telling Yvonne too, that that's why I felt called. I really wanted to teach how to read the Akashic records because I was so excited. I was like, I want to teach this course. And 
my guides kept being like, you don't get to say when you get to teach the course and when you ch- download and channel your own prayer, <laughs> we give it to you when you are ready. And I was like, oh yeah, my bad. So, <laughs> and so I ended up starting with a intuitive eating course first. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, you know, that makes sense. But it was like, it's exactly, it's validating for me to hear what you're saying is it's yeah. like, oh, of course someone would need you know, this tool in their toolbox to, to connect with their body first before, you know, you go to this, you know, another realm or the Akashic Records yeah. or something. It's like, I feel the more that we create this foundation in our body, the more messages that we'll receive. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you mentioned you have been watching a somatic healer and you're doing some somatic work and that's a very new space that I've been kind of just like learning about. So I don't even know if I could accurately explain it. So I would love for you to explain like what is somatic healing? What does that work look like? I mean, somatic work is, is, is working with the body, movement of the body, Mm -hmm. expressing and allowing the nervous system to complete a, a stress cycle, let's say, um, or any sort of emotional wave that comes over it, uh, learning to regulate emotional waves. We're never going to like completely like get rid of stress right. or fear or um, any all the emotions, the huge range of emotions that humans feel. Right. But there is in our nervous system like a component of a, a stress cycle, let's say. So something activates it. You let it move through you. You don't try and repress it or suppress it or avoid it or ignore it. And that allows you to then kind of regulate and recalibrate yourself back into a regulated system. We're not always going to be able to do that in the moment, you know, when something stresses us out, which is why somatic practices are a really good way to do that, which is just body movement. I've yeah. never even heard of the term a stress cycle, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. So essentially it's the act of allowing the stress to leave the body or is it just when we get stressed out? Could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So let me see. Hopefully I can do this. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just about a process that the nervous system can go through where again, if we're activated by something, and it can be something tiny t trauma or even I'm go I'm late for work or the the baby's crying. It could mm-hmm. be anything like that to very big T trauma, right? Um, but basically being activated, feeling the thing, feeling whatever it is, uh, um, acknowledging that there's feeling there, and then um, having some way to allow, well, even just allowing yourself to feel something, right? you know, yeah. is going to then allow it to process. And when you complete this cycle, it's like a recovery phase, yeah. sort of. Yeah. And you'll notice that sometimes if you allow yourself to do that, you'll know you're in recovery phase when you get tired or you yawn mm. or, you know, your, um, your system just feels like, can relax uh, relaxed yeah. yeah like a relaxation comes over yeah I I feel when I first started learning about nervous system regulation there was a period and I've talked about it on the podcast before there was a time where I was like really kind of had to step away from movement like intense exercise collectively and I just felt like I just didn't ever want to do any type of movement Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I realized, I think my nervous system was just like re 
calibrating or integrating or I was just like in a very like slow soft girl era which I think is really necessary at some point but yeah recently I've been feeling like okay I want to get up in the morning and move you know I'm ready to like do some things do a little dance go on a walk go on a job like it's feeling really good mm-hmm. and so I think there there's something that's really interesting about our nervous system and movement there's there's always something that's going on within the body and I do feel like people sometimes just throw an overdrive and they're just going 100 miles an hour off a cliff yeah <laughs> they're just like so I'd love to hear how the somatic body work is that like dance is that like stomping what does that look it like it can be it can be anything that your body wants to do yeah um so what my training is in is somatic stress release mm. so um some you know a client may come to me and, and we'll discuss what is it that you want to address or what is it you want to bring forward today and then we can sit with that and see what presents itself as movement that your body is asking for to help release or process that stress. Um, and it doesn't always get resolved in one session. You right, know? Some right. of this takes time. It's a practice. Yeah. Um, but it can look a lot of different ways. It can look like I mean, so I'll, I'll bring props in. I'll bring like soft balls that if you want to throw something at the wall mm. or if you want to, you know, throw yoga block or if you want to, um, you know, bounce on one of those big exercise balls where you just need to like bounce out mm-hmm. energy. Um, it can also look like, yeah, really aggressive, intense dancing or it can be very soft movements too. It can be hugging yourself. Yeah, You know, it, it looks like anything that your body's asking for. Yeah. I had an experience the other day that I want to tell you about because I've been getting more into this of doing body work without, I guess, labeling it, but it sounds mm-hmm. like we're kind of doing something similar. Yeah. I've just been, you know, for me, it's dance. I love to do dancing, but sometimes it will be more kind of like stomping or, you know, whatever I need to do. I just tell my body, I'm like, listen, the next 20 minutes, whatever I need to do you can do it. (laughs) If it's just me punching something and punching a pillow, I'm going to do it. And I was driving on the interstate and I had had like so much jaw tightness Mm. and you might've seen me. I posted about this. I don't know. I can't remember Kim or someone was like, yes. And, um, I got like a message just to scream. Yeah. To scream. And it was, I needed to release some energy because it was like, it was like very tight and it had been there for a while because I was like, what is going on with my jaw? And I would kind of notice that when I would sleep at night, I was kind of clenching. It wasn't a conscious thing throughout the day, but then I would wake up and be like, oh my God, my jaw, what is going on? And I just let out just a blood curdling battle cry. That's on the interstate. Great. <laughs> and I, told I mean, I, that's the perfect place to do it. To do it. I had the music up. I was like, no one's going to look at me. I can't. Because <laughs> even I know people say like scream into a pillow, but there's something mm-hmm. about, I want to, you know, I think there's something about hearing it too. Yeah. I don't want muffling, muffling it. it. Yeah. Like, like again, we're like trying to suppress it. Yeah. I, I mean, wanna, I guess if, if you have to. Right. You know, you I didn't, do want, it I didn't want my neighbors to think that, you know, Austin, I was in like danger or something. Yeah. <laughs> but on the interstate I'm like one thing about me I'm gonna just scream and I did and I remember almost immediately the the next day I the jaw tightness was gone and it's not that like I think that's something that comes in waves for me it's not like it's gone forever but it'll it's something it's now a tool that I've realized and I'm like 
oh man, if I ever do a live event, I really want everyone to just let out a good old, just a scream, just yeah. a battle cry scream. So I wondered if you, what, do you know anything? I, that has been very new information for me. What do you think it is about streaming? Is that just? Oh God. I mean, that's one of the easiest ways to release is through our, our vocal vocalization yeah and that can look in any kind of ways humming is really great screaming is great Mm. just making random sounds is good yeah singing yeah it's a mantra i mean vocalizations is one of the easiest it's an instrument we always have with us it's free it's right here just like our breath like that's one of the best ways to release um stress so do it. Do yeah. it in any way you want. Any sh- any sound, shape, or form, you know? Just do it. Just do it. What do you think? Do you think tightness in the jaw is, is very common for most people? or? I think it's common for a lot of people. A lot of people. I yeah. wonder if that was something that you see often. In acupuncture? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Um, what do you think it's connected to? I mean, the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is going to be throat chakra stuff, Yeah, you know, like maybe people who, and this isn't everyone. I mean, a lot of us just hold tension here. Like uh, the world is a very stressful place right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think when I'm doing Reiki, if somebody tells me that they have, uh, jaw tension, oftentimes it will come up that it's some sort of like, a lack of self-expression or a lack of speaking up for themselves, sharing themselves, um, being honest, mm. you know, about how they're feeling or what they're feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, I, that's usually. I know. I told Austin that I was like, I feel like I've had some like throat chakra stuff come up. Like even right now, I was kind of thinking, I was like, I can kind of feel some tightness in my throat chakra, which is great, you guys, because I'm going to see Yvonne for Reiki tomorrow or the next day yeah Wednesday yeah <laughs> and I can't wait because <laughs> I've gotten really picky with my practitioner nowadays <laughs> so she is the best if you're in Nashville Reiki with her is amazing so but sweet. um I know I, I even now I was just thinking I was like gosh I have some throat tightness and I, I told Austin I'm like I was going through the same kind of thing with you I'm like okay why is my you know jaw tight or throat tight and sometimes I'll make him ask me questions so for any of you guys listening if you have a partner or someone close to you sometimes I'll be like okay, ask me some questions just so I can maybe feel an answer in my body. So he'll be like, okay, you know. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. A good little tool. Yeah. Because I'll just be like, ask me some questions. And he'll be like, okay, you know, have you been feeling like you haven't, you know, been speaking up lately or is there something that you want to tell me or, you know, what, you know, just trying to help. He'll just kind of, I'll be like, just ask me some random questions just so that I can start to kind of feel like, for me, I can always feel a yes or a no in the body. Like a yes will be kind of like light or some mm-hmm. energy moving. And then a no, I always feel like tight and kind of constriction and like this kind of area. Yeah. The upper chest, neck. And that's just how it is for me. Like I said, it's it's different for everyone. Do you have like a yes or a no? Kind it's of, kind of similar. Kind yeah, of similar. Yeah, yeah. It feels more like an expansion. Like my, my chest actually grows out. Mm. And I lift up and, and yeah, the no is like, <laughs> yeah, you kind of <laughs> contract. Yeah, yeah. Contraction. Yeah. So just kind of like having, you know, a partner or someone close to you asking you some questions is a really helpful tip for anyone listening. Like you can just kind of tune into like, okay, when they asked me that question, what was my immediate, like, Ooh, how did that feel? 
but you'll laugh because awesome was like, I can't imagine it's that you don't feel like you're expressing yourself because you talk all day long. You talk on the microphone. You're just talking, 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 <laughs> talking. <laughs> and I was like, I know, but there, I think there's more inside of me that wants to be, that wants to come out, you know, and yeah. I've just got to, we've got to make space for it. So I think it's, it's very, like you said, it all goes back to tuning into the body of if there's tightness there. Exactly. And you listened yes, to your message I did. and you screamed and I screamed <laughs> my head off. And I really encourage anybody listening to let out a good old, just a battle cry scream. I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was a, it was a loud scream. It was an aggressive scream, but it really did feel good. And I don't ever really raise my voice. That's very kind of uncharacteristic for me, me too. to yeah. yell. I know you have such a soft, sweet voice, yeah. but do you ever, do you ever do any uh, screaming? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I do sounds. Yeah. Sounds. I wouldn't call them screams. Okay. What's um, the sounds like for, um, for anybody that doesn't listen? You just kind of let out any sounds. I let out sounds. I like They're that. all different sounds. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Don't label them. Just let them yeah. be. Yeah. Singing is another really good one. And and you, that's something that I remember as a child really wanting to sing. And and now I would consider myself, I don't know if I necessarily have like a great singing voice, but I do think there is something inside of me. Like if anybody mm-hmm. who's ever felt called to singing, it doesn't mean you have to become a singer as a, for a living. Right. But I think there is a soul essence that wants to sing, that wants to, there's something. And I just remember, I remember being like, I'm going to take voice lessons. I was like eight. <laughs> and I, but I kind of remember not being very good. And I think people told me I was not very good. <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> But I was like, I'm a singer. <laughs> I love to sing. But there is, there's so much. I think that's a, a massive form of somatic healing nowadays. Definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It it's is. Like, it's crazy how you go the full gamut. You go on a spiritual journey and you learn all the things and then it comes back to just doing the basics, which is like singing and dancing and just breathing, breathing, and <laughs> just breathe, just breathe. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. That's something that I've yet to get into, which I'm curious is like, I personally yeah. haven't done any breath work. Um, I, I had a moment a few years ago where I, I had a few fainting spells. So I was like a little bit hesitant to get into breath work, yeah. but I know there are so many benefits and I'd be curious what your thoughts are now. I mean, I definitely am in a totally different phase of my life yeah. than I was in before. But do you I'm have, not an expert on breath work. I know you're, she's just, she personally does breath work. We won't yeah. claim you as an expert, but <laughs> I do appreciate your opinion. I think you see a lot of people. So yeah. be curious. Well, I think it, it, it's, um, breath work. Of course. I think it's interesting these days that there's different types of breath work. There's like breath work that has you like breathing really fast and breath work that is like, you know, long and slow box yeah. breathing stuff like that. Um, I do, I would personally, again, not an expert, but I would personally think that any sort of fast breathing, if you're already um, prone to anxiety or any sort of like already in a hypervigilance or a Mm. fight or flight state, stress response state, that that isn't going to help. <laughs> right. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a, a breath work expert. I would think that doing the, the opposite type of, of breath work, really calming you down, slow. you know, feeling slow. That sounds better to me. Just... Yeah. Cause you're a person that's on the go. Yeah. You're going, going, going. I'm on the go. I would like a nice slow mm. breath work class. Yeah. Yeah. There's always been something that I think that breath work they say, you know, one bre- one hour of breath work, you can process, you know, like a year of 
kind of release that can come through. I've heard that. And I think it's really powerful, but I've been a little hesitant. I'm like, oh, I think I need to go slow. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just need to go a little slow. But so I, you're listening. Yeah, I, I'm listening. <laughs> to yourself. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. But for anyone who's who's new to listening to different parts of the body, it's been something I've been teaching lately is like how connected our physical, basically the mind, body, spirit collectively. If there's something, a physical ailment going on in the body mm-hmm. and kind of how it connects back in with our chakras I do feel like you know a lot about chakras and I have not talked about that at all. So I'm curious if you have anything like people will be like, oh, is this chakra blocked or is this Mm -hmm. like kind of like, what does that mean? (laughs) Give us like a little chakra crash course. Yeah. Well, first off, um, I have had clients come in and tell me, oh, somebody told me that my root was blocked and then they, they walk the world thinking that their root chakra is blocked all the time. Mm. you know like it's just blocked i have it's a very a disempowering root yeah it's not i mean our, our chakras are energy centers so things are moving changing daily moment to moment and i would say that if if you had some sort of traumatic event that um correlates to one of those energy centers then it probably will be prone to closing let's say like the let's say the sacral chakra Mm. if you've had you know experience of sexual abuse or something like this that's probably going to be prone to closing for because it's it's its way of protecting you Mm -hmm. you know like i you know i want to keep people away from this you know or i'm scared of intimacy or whatever it is but saying that um our energy centers are always moving always opening closing it's never the same and so that's one thing i just want people to know that if um, somebody said oh your roots blocked that doesn't mean it's blocked always Mm -hmm. um so so yeah we have seven seven chakras seven energy centers root that is at the the bottom of our what the it's what is that called? At our base, the, the base. base. Yeah, base. Yes, the yeah. base. That's a good word. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I'm like, I always kind of say like my seat. I don't know. Your where, seat. Sometimes I'm like my yeah. mom. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to keep it like PG. PG. Yeah. Um, the sacral, which is just a few few inches above that, between the belly button and the and the base, and then mm-hmm. up above the belly button, more in like the center here, under your around or under your diaphragm is the solar plexus. Then we come up to the heart and the throat, the third eye, and the crown just mm-hmm. above your head. I always forget about the solar plexus. Yeah. I don't know why I always forget about her. What is that energy center? What would you say kind of tied to? For me, I feel like it's really tied to uh, willpower, mm. to courage, to... Here's how I... Okay, so here's how I like to, to describe it in, in very basic ways. So mm-hmm. the root being the very primal um survival energy center so it's like i need the things uh to survive like i have shelter i have food i have safety um i feel secure i have security so once we have and feel that we can move up to the sacral which is like okay so now i feel safe and secure i have the things i need to survive Mm -hmm. i'd like to create Mm -hmm. you know so the sacral being the, the center of creation um not just reproductive creation, mm-hmm. but also 
what do you want to create in the world, you know, and how do you want to create mm. it? So that's when we make our way up to the solar plexus. Okay, I, I know what I want to create. Um, oh, sacral can also be community, I feel like, mm. like creating in community. Um, so coming up to the solar plexus is like, all right, now I'm ready to create. How do I want to show that to the world? How do I want to step into the world um, with the clarity of what my ideas are, with the willpower, with the um, courage to take those steps? And then we come into the heart. How do I do that? The heart kind of, I feel, is like the bridge between the heavenly chakras mm. and the earthly chakras. Mm. So the heart being like, how do I, now how do I, how do I do the things I want to do? How do I be in the world heart-based, you know, from my heart, which is where I feel like all your truth sits yeah. and resides. Well, it's, and I yeah. like how you said it's a bridge between the spiritual and kind of the earth because Joe Dispenza talks all, he's all about the heart. Mm-hmm. I love Dr. Joe. Uh, we love Dr. Joe. Love him. He talks so much about the heart. And yeah. I honestly, it's one thing that I've, that's actually part of his work that I actually wish I knew more about because I know a lot. I mean, I feel a lot about visualization and a lot of the things that he talks about, but the heart I feel is so much more important to like really feeling into things than we even realize. Yeah. It's like, it's such a magnetic area. Like literally. I feel like it is like this really incredible, sacred, special gift that we have here. And it's our most powerful, I, I don't know. It's portal. our most powerful portal. Yeah. Energy uh, generator of everything. It's like, it holds the seeds of all that we are. And then when we can like contact that, it also generates the energy for it to come to fruition. Generates, well, like Dr. Joe says, if you can come to the heart space and, and generate that elevated emotion, that energy then becomes matter. That energy becomes demonstrated outside of you. It becomes evidenced like right there in front of you because it's been generated from your heart first. Mm. So I love him. I do actually. I do Dr. Joe meditation three mornings every week. Wow. I mean, at three, three, three mornings a week. What's your yeah. What's your favorite meditation that he does? He offers tuning. I'm really bad at remembering their names, but I know there's one called like tuning into new potentials mm. or something like that, or new opportunities, or, something like yeah. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then I do the blessing of the energy centers once a week. That's a really long one. It's like an hour and twenty minutes, so I only do it once a week. Um, and there's another one. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. But I, I like the idea of the blessing of the energy centers. And I'm really happy that you said something about some people have written into me being like, I went and saw an energy healer or worker who said my root chakra was blocked and then, you know, wanted them to pay me to help them unblock it. You know, I think there's some of that going on. Yeah, for sure. Which is just for any of you guys listening, that's, that's not ethical that's not really how it works it's not how it should work if anybody ever makes you feel that way maybe find someone else yeah and like you know what you were saying that you're not blocked our energy centers are ever changing and evolving it's like our auric field it's like yeah. everything energy is always kind of moving and shaking right and i've experienced different energy blocks in my body where i've had to just kind of take note of them and 
integrate some different practices and it's it's kind of no big deal it's not anything for people like, blocked what does that mean i don't want to be blocked you know yeah yeah we're all blocked yeah at times at times yeah <laughs> at times so i like i'm really happy that you said that for anyone listening who's like you know you see some random energy reader on the street who's like yeah i see a block in your throat chakra and you're like ah what does that mean i don't like that <laughs> yeah. it's like and also a, if anyone were to do that that's, that's not, not cool even cool no you don't read people's energy without consent for one for one yeah absolutely there's just there's been people that like it will impersonate me on tiktok and they'll send messages <laughs> like that like i see a block that i could lift for you and i'm like oh my gosh i would never ever ever in my life say that but it's always like anna grace newell spelled wrong or something so oh. <laughs> that's why i know that's why i say that if someone ever approaches you know with you that type of message that's completely not how it works and that's also not your reality that you're blocked or broken or damaged in any type of way and i right. think there's there's so much for us to do to just come back in to recalibrate our chakras yeah. and i'm curious if you could leave them with uh, maybe a practice of connecting with the chakra or sending it love or is there anything that you like to mm. tell people they could try at home or set themselves i could try a dr joe meditation those are <laughs> they should, youtube dr joe i swear to god you can find you can find great meditations there um but it doesn't, you know, surprisingly, it doesn't take a lot of effort to balance your energy centers. Mm. I don't feel like it does. I feel like you just need to sit um, in, in a quiet space with intention again and just bring attention to each center. Mm. Bring attention to each center. Sense it. Feel whatever it is you feel there. You don't have to know if it's blocked or not blocked. You just bring attention to that center and it automatically wants to be available to you it automatically wants to be in relationship with you it automatically wants to communicate with you and it wants to be open and and you know free to to whatever to to flow freely to flow freely yeah yeah so bringing attention to each energy center and it doesn't take long you can spend like a minute with each energy center I love that so much because I'm with you. I, I believe it's easy to, to bring things into balance. Yeah. And that's such a simple answer, but I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yvonne. Thank you. <laughs> because it is, it's like, all you have to do is like our body is wanting to work with us. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, if there is a block or something going on, it just wants a little attention and a little love. Exactly. That's it. Love, love. Just sending in a little bit of love. Like that's I fun. do that. I, you know, every night before I go to bed, I just kind of energetically disconnect from the day and I just connect in just to my body. And I just yeah. imagine myself, I kind of just like, I do my own little kind of Reiki and I just kind of send like my little white ball, like little sunshine, just through my whole body, through each of my chakras. And then I imagine it goes out my feet, down into my grounding cord, connecting back into the earth. And it kind of like starts the cycle again for the next day. That's really nice. It's just a nice little cozy mm -hmm. hug that I give my body. And I feel like it just kind of goes through the chakras. And then I just kind of go, okay, now I can just kind of release the day and allow my body yeah. to just really get into a nice deep sleep without thinking about things. I feel like that's even such a simple practice people That's can do. That's so perfect. But it's easy. I love it. Yeah. And it works. Yep. Do you have any simple, easy, just whatever, it could be anything, daily practices that you're like, oh, this is helpful, they should try? Mm, well, that was no, that one was such a good one. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I can't like think your, of anything else that would, I mean, any form it. of that, like yeah. you make it your own. How do yeah. I cleanse myself today? Yeah. I cleanse my energy. Yeah. 
whatever way that is for you. Yeah, I think you know? that's a good, a big lesson is that there's no wrong way to do it. Mm-mm. You can do it visualization. You can take a shower. You can mm-hmm. you can do anything as long as your intention is there. Yep. Yep. It works for you. Yes. There's so many people listening. It's like you have so much more power than they realize. Yes. And we don't have to give it away to other people. Like obviously you and I are both here to be guides, but we're also like, we're like, we don't want to, we don't want you to rely on us. <laughs> you no, can do it too. That's, that's why I tell my clients when they come in for Reiki, I'm just like, this is all about you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm so like the first thing I ask them when they sit down after a session is like, okay, how was that for you? What did you feel? Did you experience anything? Because ultimately and I don't talk during my sessions because I want them to be really um, undistracted. Is that a word? Yeah. Uh, from their own experience. Yeah. I want them to be available and open to feeling and sensing their own energy because mm. ultimately that's what I want for them right. is to connect to their own sense of knowing and their own energy field yeah. and, and messages. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's... It's just, I'm so happy to see that so many people are really becoming more interested and awakened to their the power of their bodies yeah. and their energy. Yeah. Because that's going to change the world. It is. It's going to change the world. Yeah. And we're here to support you guys in everything that you do. Yeah. We're, like, we're like, keep going. Yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> yes. You can change the world. You got this. And yes. It, it really does just start with listening to your body. It does. It's very simple, yeah. but it's profound. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on the show and sharing your wisdom and your time and being a big part of my journey and also for my future Reiki session on Wednesday. Yeah, I can't I wait. Can't wait to see you. <laughs> Yay. Is there anything? Let, let them know where they can find you or, you know, um, what's sure. going on. So for acupuncture and Reiki, you can go to Nashville Center for Alternative Therapy. Um, that is mynashvillecenter.com, I believe. <laughs> and then uh, for Akashic Records channeling, you can go to yvonneconstancio.com. And that's where I am under the umbrella of the Unravel Collective. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'll link everything in the show notes for you guys. Absolutely connect with her. I know I have a good wait list for the Akashic Records, but I always love to share any <laughs> other readers I've personally vetted and worked with in the AG University community. And she's a gem. So thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Yay! <laughs> As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, Age University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me. My scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.